This week on Irishman Running Abroad with Sonia O'Sullivan, Sonia sent me to meet one of Ireland's top running coaches and physical therapists to see if we could figure out what the hell is wrong with me. Former champion runner and member of multiple Ireland squads alongside Sonia, Vinnie Mulvey joins us on the podcast today as we talk all about coming back from injury. O'Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Hey, Sonia, how are you doing? How are things out there in Portland to start things off? Yeah, well, we're, the clock's changed last night <laughs> and um, you kind of think you'd have a bonus hour, but it was so dark this morning. I was like, <laughs> I'm glad we have this. I was in no rush to get out the door. I can tell you that. It's pretty dank over there. You're you're on uh, puppy duty. You're looking after Raven Rogers' beautiful dog. We have to include oh. a photo of this dog. Oh, that's been amazing, yeah. Um, Ollie is his name. I think it's... Oh, his name is O-L-Y. And then I think it's in, like, as an Olympic medal. Oh, okay. yeah, I, haven't, I haven't asked her, but this is, like, my own deciphering of it. His full name is Ollie Burr. <laughs> but he's a lovely little cockapoo. And um, yeah, I don't think I've ever really looked after a small dog like that before. I would generally consider him not to be a real dog. But, um, <laughs> but he, and he is definitely a bit of a toy, but he's great fun and lovely to take for a walk. I actually took him to the shop three nights in a row. We went walk over to the shop because he's only, he's only a tiny puppy. So he can't go in the park yet and play with the other dogs and things. So he's a bit kind of, um, I think he might have one more round of shots to go. So he's... Um, just exploring timidly, uh, you know, when there's nobody else around the place. Well, and then, a, and that, when you go to the shop here, then you can pick him up and put him under your arm and take him in. Oh, Lord. The cuteness, guys, is off the Richter scale. You need to check out this dog. We'll get Sonia to post a picture of this dog somewhere. I'm on the other side of that coin. We've got three dogs over here uh, where I am at the moment. Two beautiful black Labradors who are just good as gold. And then one other Muppet dog known as Valentine who, uh, for the life of me, I don't know what this dog's problem is, but he uh, doesn't think he's a dog. I feel like he's a cat trapped in a dog's body. Doesn't like to be rubbed. <laughs> what dog doesn't like to be rubbed? He, he, he acts like when you try to rub me, he acts like, what the what the hell are you trying to do? What are you, why are you trying to touch my head? <laughs> he's growing on me, but Jesus, this dog has been uh, it's been a tricky and he's been a yapper. I, I feel like Ollie isn't a isn't a barker. But uh, uh, not yes, anyway, no. I mean, it's funny when you have when you have dogs from puppy age. Like for a long time, you kind of think, um, "You've never heard him bark. I haven't heard him bark yet." Oh, but yeah. then, as soon as they bark, then then you never stop hearing him bark. <laughs> Like He's so. found his voice. They'll enjoy it while they're not, while they haven't found their voice. It's not completely unrelated from what we're going to talk about today, because yeah, dogs just have that ability to take you out of whatever mood you're in. And hand on heart, Sonia, and people probably wondered why there's not been a whole load of social media posting around me and the podcast of the last while. Uh, haven't been in the best. Uh, I've obviously been injured for the last four weeks, and half the reason we're putting together this episode today is because I couldn't quite figure out what the hell was wrong. Because a lot of the time you think, take a bit of time off, that'll go away. But for whatever reason, this back pain or glute pain that I was having just wasn't going away. I mean, 
you would think something like that just loosens itself out, right, Sonia? You just think some time off, you'll be fine. Well, the amazing thing with injuries like that, that kind of appear all of a sudden, is that they take a lot longer to get rid of than they did to appear. And that's the kind of most frustrating thing about these injuries that come out of nowhere, is that you kind of think, but I didn't have it yesterday. Mm. And it's like three and four weeks later, and I still have it, you know, from when you first had it. So, yeah, that's always a really annoying thing because you kind of think, how can I not get rid of it as quick as I got it? Yeah. Um, and and it's always trying to get to the root of the problem and, and more often than not trying to find the cause of it more mm. than actually what it is. I mean, anybody can kind of tell you what they think it might be, but it's to try and find out why you got it so that then you can repair that and then you're not continually running or moving or doing whatever it is that causes the injury mm. that you do something to kind of counterbalance that so that you can get yourself back on an even keel again and um, and, and back running without pain you know that the, that's the real issue here is to be back running without pain you nearly can't remember what running pain free is like when you're injured there is a certain part of it uh, self-flagellation in the whole thing because you feel so stupid for being this down about it for even worrying or thinking about it when there's more important things in the world <laughs> you're cranky with your family but like it's just running but it is such a big part of your life that uh, I feel for everybody out there right now going through what I'm going through and no doubt about it Sonia there'll be people after the Dublin City Marathon where things are showing, rearing their head after that huge effort that they put in, that they're now going, what the hell is this? I've never felt this before. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, when you're so focused on an event and you can actually block out a lot of stuff to get yourself to the start line, to mm. get yourself to the finish line. And then there's this huge sense of relief and release and you just relax and take a bit of time off even and, you know, feel like you earned a rest, you earned to kind of have not such a routine life again. And then when you start to restart and get going again, you can start to have these niggles and aches and pains that you didn't have before. And then you're thinking, where did this all come from? And how am I, how come I was running so much last week? Now I only want to run smaller and I'm feeling all these aches and pains. And it's just, your body just gets untrained and he trains very quickly and unused to you yeah. know the, I suppose being able to go through a whole process of running managing pain and you know you running it's not easy like <laughs> you know it's just when, when you know that then you know that no matter what injury or pain or ache you have you're always going to have some aches and pains from running because mm. it's such a wear and tear exercise that yeah you're always going to be managing something and understanding that, well, that's all part of it. Yeah, it comes in the same packet. And that is often why you need someone like Vinnie Mulvey on your side. Somebody that gets it. Uh, a man who has run in the green of Ireland alongside you, Sonia, on various different cross-country teams. Let's meet him and hear more about his approach to fixing injuries. Vinnie Mulvey, it is great to be here in your uh, clinic, having heard so much about you from Sonia and David Gillick. Um, what, where am I sitting, first of all? I'll let you open here and what do you specialise in? 
So uh, we are here in Ashburn County Meads in my uh, waiting room of my clinic, surrounded by Leinster and Ireland jerseys and a uh, few athletics singlets and loads of books there for your uh, amusements. Um, what do I do here? I try and help people um, with mainly sports people, but, um, you know, I see non-sports people also you know but uh my, my my main goal in what i do every single day is to try and help people get back to full fitness or get rid of injuries or whatever and put the effort and the passion into it that i used to put into my running mm. because i know how much it means to people because i used to do it myself so yeah. If that makes sense. Do you know? It does. It does. And look, we should just catch people up because last week on the show, I was in a bad way. And look, I'll be totally honest with people here and be the first time I say it, because I'm probably a bit uncomfortable saying this stuff in front of Sonia, that uh, I was in a bad place. I was in a dark place mentally. I wasn't on social media and stuff because I couldn't get out of this fog. Yeah. Of the we, we talked we about that privately a little bit and... I wasn't even sure if you were going to bring that up or whatever, so I certainly wasn't going to, you know, but uh, that's that's completely natural, you know, and I, I've been there myself, like, numerous times when I ran, and when I ran competitively, I mean, it's completely natural to, like, running is a natural hive, like, you know, I know that's a cliche and stuff, but it really is, yes, you know, proven. and the endorphins and, you know, the just the feeling you get, after a run is very hard to replicate, you know, that's what you're getting. You're getting them withdrawal symptoms mm -hmm. and you really want to do something that makes you feel good and you're not being allowed to do it mm -hmm. and, um, gets you down, you know, and, and there is like, you know, I've memories myself of standing in the shower after a run and just being depressed. You know, because my shin was sore or my hip or whatever it was, you know, or my knee and you kind of go, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah, it's a dark tunnel. You're looking down a black hole. Yeah. And it's what's weird <coughs> is when you are in pain, you can't picture what not being pain. I know. Feels and you also feel like your pain is the worst pain in the world, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, even if it's a. Uh, you know, a, 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 a small thing compared, like, to things it, you've it's had all relative, yeah. you know, it really is, you know, and if, if it doesn't matter if it's like a, a pain in your little toe or a stress fracture or, you know, if it's preventing you from doing what you love doing and preventing you from doing something that makes you feel good, of course you're going to get down, mm -hmm. you know, but you, you, you always come out of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. Well, uh, honestly, hearing you say that this week gave me an awful lot of hope and brought us to where we are now, which we'll get to yeah. later. But right. I don't know if you were believing me earlier in the week when I was telling you, maybe you were, I don't know, but I was I was trying to get it into your head. Look, try and relax. We'll get, we, we got this, you know? Mm. No, I, I think I did take it in because I did, there was a certain acceptance this week. Yeah. It's like, drop the rope. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. You are injured. Yeah. And that bullet goes back to, you have to trust other people. You have like, whether it's your dentist, your psychologist or your whatever, your, your GP or whoever you're going to, you, you, 
the surrender is a great word, you know, you just Trust. say this person knows what they're doing and, or I hope they know what they're doing, you know, but yeah. you know, you have to say, you go on, you, you, you get a, you get a, a, a vibe of people you go to. Sometimes yeah. you go to people and you're like, oh yeah, this guy, oh, yeah. Know what he's doing, you well, know. Well, look, I'll have to tell the chiropractor story uh, another time. But I did visit a chiropractor this week and the more I reflected on it, the more I was like, am I in a hidden camera show? Oh, right. Here? Jake Stevens, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Up yeah. there on the table. Yeah, how you doing? But, you know, we talk about, I'll probably talk about that with Sonia later because I know you don't like, you know, disparaging other practitioners. No, I was going to say that. The day, was, everybody is trying to it's, produce. I, it's really thing. not nice you know sometimes you just go to someone and it doesn't work yeah. and and also i think personality is a big thing yeah. or, or or not even personality but how you your relationship with that therapist or whatever do you know like if you go to someone and you're like i don't really like this guy or this girl you know or or, or they say something that upsets you yeah you're kind of going i i, I think mentally your brain shuts down then and it's not accepting mm. the treatments. And I, I think that's a big part of it. And, and you know, you, you have to kind of just give your trust again. You have to just give everything to that therapist. It's the empathy, isn't it, Sonia? It is the somebody who's run at that level and been through what he's been through uh, gets what's involved. Whereas, you know, the other people that I had seen, uh, all due respect to them, a couple of do a doctor and another physio, not runners uh, and kind of not aware uh, of you know what it means and what is involved. Whereas with Vinny, it's like he speaks the language. Yeah, it's the understanding of what you're going through. And, and it doesn't really matter what level of runner you're at. So I think for someone like Vinny, he'll have treat, treated athletes, you know, who are like international, whether they're runners or football players or rugby players and down to like fun runners and joggers and you know people who just like to get out and run and so he understands that the what people are trying to do is the same across the board it doesn't matter if you're the best in the world or you're the best in your street you know it's that understanding that when something that you enjoy and is part of your day is taken away hmm. okay so how are we going to get you back doing what you enjoy doing now and understanding that you may have to approach it from a different way. But, you know, trying to, I suppose, filter out the kind of panic and the like frustration of the whole thing that you kind of think it's the end of the world nearly. Mm. Whereas yeah. you kind of think, well, this is just a challenge. This is a hurdle along the way that I've got to navigate and I've got to find a way around it. And then when I get myself out of this predicament, you know, how much more you're going to appreciate running and being able to get out there. And it won't matter what the weather is, what oh the God, temperature yeah. is. <laughs> you know, you'd just be happy to be out there. I think I've said it, I think I've said it about three times this week. It's like, I will never complain about going for a run again. I will, I will just be delighted to get to go for a run. Because as you say with Vinny there in terms of getting it, he, of course, had his own career ended by an injury. Uh, in fact, I have this clip of how he describes that taking place and how innocuous the injury was. I remember I ran the Great Ireland Run in the park, in the Phoenix Park, 
And I ran really well. I finished fifth behind uh, Paul Tergat was there, um, Martin Fagan, um, Rui Silva from Portugal, another American guy, Carl something. Um, but I thought, Jesus, that, that was April. I yeah, thought, we're on track. Jesus, I'm going to run fast this summer. This is before the magic shoes and everything, you know. And But I thought, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I think I can run 28.20 this summer, you know, for, for 10K. And that puts me in the ballpark of, that puts me on the cusp of, you know, international, like, world championships and stuff. And three days later, I went to the track, did a session, and uh, felt my shit. I was like, what the hell is this, do you know? And I did what you you always do. I just said, ah, it'll be all right, you know, and I said, Three days later, still there, and I'm thinking, I'm going to have to skip my next session. Then I skipped the long run. Then I'm stopping on runs, and this went on for months, you know, eight, nine months. I couldn't figure it out. I was going to physios, massage therapists, like, like yourself, chiropractors, anyone. You know, I would have went to anybody. And um, I went and got tested for compartment syndrome and uh, in the sports surgery clinic in Santry. They, they said, yeah, that's what you have. We need to operate on this. It's going to take another few months to recover from this. So I missed two years. I came back in 2011. 2012 London Olympics was my goal in the marathon, you know, and um, I came back in 2011. I just was the same athlete, you know, two years, like, you know, and suddenly you're mm. 33 years old and you're like, oh, you know, like I, was, I came back and I ran decent, you know, but I wasn't the same athlete mentally or physically, you know, rough stuff. And, uh, so that two years, like was really tough mm. mentally, you know, um, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had no identity either. Yeah. That's the other thing. I was Vinny the runner, you know, oh, what are you? Yeah. And, and then I was like, well, who am I like? And you start quitting David Gillick told me before he went through this as well after he stopped competing and um you know you're you're kind of lying in bed at night going what like what am i doing tomorrow all right you know or what what is, what is my life now and 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 you know but that I, I i'm a big believer in good things happening coming out of those times as well like when my business took off then i said it to you the other day that I doubt you'd be the physical therapist you are without that experience. Yeah, but I think, isn't that true for all of us though? Like everything shapes you. Good and bad experiences shape you for, for the better, I think. Hmm. You know, um, yeah, I think you, you really have to think that way, you know. So when I go down there, we are talking about all of those people that last week we had celebrated all those that completed the Dublin City Marathon. Uh, Vinny gave a very lovely shout out that we'll include later in the show to all those people that didn't, that maybe aren't feeling brilliant right now, that maybe dropped out of the race or didn't quite make it to the finish line. But he is, as you said, Sonia, heavily involved in the kind of Columbo element of this thing, the uh, Agatha Christie, whatever you want to call it, puzzling out why this happened, whatever the injury is, what's the reason behind it. Like he doesn't believe in phantom injuries. Would you be the same way? Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be a cause. There's a root problem to everything, and you know, as much as we try to look back and think, 
but I don't see, I didn't do anything. I didn't step in a pothole. I didn't trip up. <laughs> I didn't fall. Sometimes it's just the most normal things that you're doing and probably the things that you have the most fun doing. You think, but I felt great. How did I get injured from that? Um, are the things that stop you in your tracks. And they're the things that they don't always have a red flag attached to them until somebody comes in and says, yeah, but compared to what you were doing the week before, this is a big change. This is a big jump up. Hmm. And maybe you just pushed it a little bit too far, even though you didn't feel it at the time when you went home and you went to bed and you get up the next day and then all of a sudden you're thinking, yeah, I'm not quite right now. That was a tough session last night. So you put it down to that and you kind of think, oh yeah, but I should feel sore after that. I should feel tired after that. But not to the extreme level where you can't go for a run the next day. Like you should be able to go for a run or, you know, a, a very easy run just to kind of flush things out. Um, but when the aches and pains don't go away, we do tend to keep running. Mm. And Doing what, exactly to, what you said, which is kind of thinking that's just part of the part of the plan. Yeah. And you just kind of think, I know it'll be better the next run, the next run, the next run. And then before you know it, you've done like five runs and, and you're not any better and you've actually made yourself worse. Yeah. And then then you're in a bit of a hole altogether. So when I asked Vinny about what is the mistake, the number one mistake that leads to most injuries that you see, what do you think the answer he gave was? Is that they feel that there's something not quite right and they push through and mm. they keep they keep going, hoping that it's going to be better the next time. OK, he, that's not what he said. What he said was. <laughs> I mean, that's probably that's probably on par with what he said. What he said was the number one was uh, bumping up the intensity and the load. The very thing we started off the podcast with when people just reach too far. The thing you just mentioned two minutes ago where they they think, oh, I can do that. And their body goes, no, you can't. You're not there yet. And you've bitten off more than you can chew. And your body lets you know. Yeah, I think when people get excited and they say, when you actually said probably when you start to feel really good mm. and you think more is better and faster is better. And whereas instead it should be, if I just keep doing the same thing over and over again, I'm building blocks and blocks of training, then I will get better. And then I run a race and then I really get better and I'll be able to run better in my sessions rather than always trying to push yourself in training. I think it's this whole thing of holding back all the time and not always trying to beat your watch and beat your time and beat your course records around, you know, the runs that you have at home. Mm. Like, I think that's the thing is that people do get a bit too excited and then they're, you're, you, I suppose you just get to the point where you feel great running and you're flying and every day is like a race. You know, yeah. you go out there and you're trying to better your time or better whatever it is you're trying to better. And um, when you go for a run rather than just going out there and enjoying the run. Hmm. Um, I know this morning when I, I did start off with Isolt and I ran with her for just over three miles, five point something K. And I knew that I was going a little bit fast. And if I was going to keep going for an hour, I was going to have to slow down. So, you know, I'd much as be safe with someone sometimes. Oh, listen, if you want to go ahead, you can. And they'd be like, no, no. This is grand face, and I'm like, yeah, grand <laughs> It feels, it seems like I'm running along fine, but I'm at my limit here. So I said, right, when we get to the end of the path here, 
because it was an out and back thing. I said, I'm going to stop and have a stretch and then you can push on. <laughs> I'll see you out there. <laughs> yeah. And it takes courage, doesn't it? It takes a bit oh, of courage yeah. to I do mean, it. I, I've seen it over the years. I mean, I've seen it with, um, with Nick, my husband. Like when I was running, um, I've seen him running with other athletes. Like he kept definitely kept running with athletes for a lot longer than I did. And he'd really push himself to keep up with the athletes and go for a run. And it's just, a, you know, you're pushing yourself too hard for, for what? Yeah. You know, there's no real benefit to it. You're just wearing yourself out. Wow. And so I think that's always the thing that I'm thinking is that I want to go out here. I want to feel good. I want to enjoy it. But I don't want to push myself so hard that I'm going to go over the edge and then I'm going to have to curtail this sometime soon. Yeah. Well, it does lead us nicely into... Vinny's explanation of what exactly happened to me. Here's what he found. When it came to my injury, yeah. you asked me what kind of shoes I was wearing, where I was most often running, whether I bumped up my mileage or intensity in the yeah. last while. And I, I should let you know now when you don't know this, I was texting Sonia as well. <laughs> and I was asking her the same questions. Right. Okay. To I see, didn't know that. To see where you... And what did she say to you? She said everything you said the okay. same thing so those answers told me a lot mm -hmm. about like so i was asking you pretty standard questions there like the, i was ticking boxes basically and you know when someone gets injured there, there's usually a reason but in your case and i should commend your enthusiasm here you you went down to a new club you jumped into a session with a group of people and i'm sure it was a brilliant experience and it was full of positivity and everything but from what you've said and from what Sonia told me, you know, you shouldn't have been doing that session fully. So you jumped up and did 16 400s, is that right? That's right. With a 100 meter walk, jog, recovery. That's right. In 3.33 per K pace, you said, which yep. is about 82 seconds a lap or something like that, I think. So there's a few red flags there. One... The volume is too much there. Like now, if you had been doing this for a few weeks, I'd be like, yeah, give it a go. But you should have probably been doing six or eight of them, in my opinion. Right. You know, but you weren't to know. Like mm. that's the other thing. You're you're running what two years now? Yeah, and it's yeah. easy. Yeah, I was watching my heart rate. Heart See, this rate is the low one sixty. See, this is the thing. Even when it feels easy or it feels okay, you have to have. As a runner, you sh you have to have one a goal, and then off that goal, you you, you build your plan. How am I going to achieve that goal? And you don't vary from it. You know, you don't look. You can be a little bit flexible or whatever. But sure, it, but you it, mean in terms of establishing what are my paces? What are my paces? What are my distances? What are my sessions? Where am I going? Yeah, and and there has to be a, a progression. You know, where were you going to go after 16400s? Like, do you know, you're going to do 20 <laughs> next week or, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, you, you're not to know this. Like, you're, you're still new to it. So you have to have a roadmap. You, you have to kind of stress the body and back off a little bit, let your body adapt, and then do that a few times and then increase the distance or the pace or decrease the recovery. Your recovery was too short, in my opinion. Your volume was too much and the pace was too fast. So it's a, so you'd have worse planets aligning. Well, usually one of them could trigger 
And I didn't warm up properly. Right. Well, you always told me that yesterday. <laughs> so that's... I did it all wrong. So these are all, you know, like, you were talking to me before about a phantom injury, but when you actually sit down and look at it the way pretty we're dissecting it, it, you're like, okay, of course something was going to happen. What I think happened to you is you, you had an Achilles injury just before this on the other side. Yes. On your left leg. I, I think subconsciously, without you even realizing it, you were probably shifting your weight over to the other side to stay off that, to protect it, kind of overcompensate and that type of thing. So there's loads of factors here. So that, that's one thing. Then you went to the track and running on the track is completely different to running on the roads or on the grass. It's just a different feeling. You're running on a bend. Your mechanics are different, you know. It's, it's, it's just different. It's more intense as well, usually. You went, in my opinion, too fast, too long. Recovery was too short, even though you said you felt okay. But I think you, you, you add all that on top of you shifting your weight over a little bit. And I think your brain was probably like, no, this isn't happening. You're not, I, I, you know, and um, I... I think your SI joint, your sacroiliac joint um, on your right side probably locked up a little bit to, to protect you maybe. Um, and the muscles around it just went into spasm. So it's a spasm at the, at the heart of it. Yeah, yeah, the, the gluteal muscle, the, the glute max essentially, part of it was all in spasm when I looked at it yesterday. You have a ligament there, your sacro-tuberous ligament as well, which was a little bit, I, that was kind of shouting out at me a little bit, but I, I think that in in a nutshell, like you said, uh, that's that's what happened. Um, so so we looked at it yesterday and I think you got some relief. Yeah, well, that's so, what I was about to say, as I do need to say this to the listeners, that as dark as the place I was in, came in here to Vinny out of hours. He took the time to puzzle it out. As he said, he was competitive about it. Well, I should say that I saw you last Wednesday, was it, or something? Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't happy with the treatments. I, it, sometimes that happens, you know, people leave and you go, do you know what? I wasn't happy with that. So I texted you back and said, I want to see you on Saturday. And I don't work Saturdays, but I just really wanted to put the time into it and figure it out. Hmm. And um, and I'm glad I did because, well, you tell me how you're feeling. Well, or it was night and day. I got off the table and it was the first time I was able to stand properly without any pain, walk properly without yeah. any pain. But that's part one of our injuries episode with Sanyo Sullivan and Vinnie Mulvey. Trust me, you need to come over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad to hear the second half of this conversation. Let's figure out how we can stop these things from happening get there before they do arrive and figure out what you can do in preparation for returning to running. Sonia has great advice on all of that. We go around the parishes to hear who ran the New York City Marathon this weekend and much, much more. There's also a bonus episode over on Patreon this week. The full conversation with Vinnie Mulvey where he gets really deep into his own career, how he wound up at Iona University in Brooklyn and maybe the best Sonia story I've heard in a long time on this podcast. We'll get Sonia's reaction to that next week but he tells it really, really well. You need to hear it. It's all over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past 
that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 